This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Another edition of another Dolphins podcast. We are approaching our first weekend without Miami Dolphins football, but it is Friday. That's a pretty good reason to smile. And I got my buddies here, Merrick, Joshua Houts, gentlemen. It's the divisional round. I'm a little sad that even not having a 1 p.m. slate anymore is kind of a bummer, but we got to squeeze out all this football we can get. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about the fact that there is no Dolphins game this weekend for the first time in a long time outside of the bye week. So you kind of you, you, you slapped me in the face with that one, Jake. I was like, oh, hell. So, hey, but we're Dolphins fans. We find ourselves in a familiar position, and that's watching playoff football without the Miami Dolphins competing. So it, it, we're not we're not heading into uncharted territory here. We're, we're used to it. So hopefully they can change that in the near future. But. It is what it is, and we're we're still here pumping out the content, though, listeners. You got to give us some credit for that, right? Yeah, you got to give us a little bit of credit, but it is absolutely um, painful that we're not playing a game this um, weekend. And you mentioned how it's going to hopefully we'll be playing soon enough. What, another 20, 30 years? Maybe we'll finally get a wild card win. It's just been absolutely miserable. But we're going to talk about this weekend's game and maybe even poaching a few of those players we like. So. Um, it's cold here, man. I told you my uh, daughter had a school, her school clothes today. I'm out there shoveling snow. Uh, I blame Merrick for that. But how have you been, Jake? How have you been this week? Long week, especially having to hear. It was so great because everybody was the dog chasing the car when everyone's like, we got to get rid of Tua. We got to get rid of Tua. And then finally, all it took was one person to say, and then what? And everyone was just kind of like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We caught we the car. I don't know. So it's been kind of a wild ride, but it's nice to see everything settling in. If you didn't see, we have released the official list for the Miami Dolphins, their off-season to-do list. If you're looking uh, for that podcast, we recorded that yesterday. And Josh, three kids, you're out there shoveling. What's the lower back situation like? Are, are you are you like every morning when you wake up, or is it on full monitor? Like, I got to be careful here. One wrong move, and, it, and it's over for me. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because I feel like I'm getting old. I'm almost going to be 37, I think, in exactly, what, six days from now? But, yeah, man, every day I feel like I'm just falling apart, and I don't know if it's my old age or it's my kids. So um, I, I joke it's from the three pregnancies I've had to deal with, right? I had the three kids. <laughs> it's just put a number on my back. But, um, yeah, we're one wrong we're one wrong shovel away from being on the IR, and then it might just be you and Merrick on this thing. Next thing you know, Liam Eikenberg will show up in Josh's spot next week on the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of Liam Eikenberg, they uh, it's his birthday today, I believe, and the Dolphins put out a, a happy birthday, happy Liam Eikenberg, and they have his media day photo where he's looking like young and fresh from the beginning of the year. Did you see the way he looked on the last episode of Hard Knocks playing in the negative 27 degree winter? He looked like he lost like 20 pounds. His his like cheekbones were protruding. His eyes were sunken in. His hair Tommy was Pickles long hair. and disheveled. Yeah, he, he looked like he had been through the Civil War in that in that shot they had of him just a 
far cry from his media day photo. That, that's our starting center, though, right? Isn't our starting center next Ooh, season? We'll see. We'll see. But, I mean, that goes back to my number one rule for an offensive lineman. They got to have a beard. I think the fact that Liam Eikenberg has now gone through war, I think that means he can be a decent offensive lineman. I'm pretty sure that's how it works in the NFL. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but that'll be something to watch, man. There, there are some – I think it's 37% of the roster – is expected to hit free agency. So that on top of a negative $40 million in cap space, I mean, there's a lot to digest. But Joshua, you mentioned it. Uh, What we're going to do today is if uh, I compared this to back in the day, there's a super cool game system called the Nintendo Nintendo GameCube. It was shaped like a sphere. No, I'm just kidding. But there was a game (laughs) on it called Mario Baseball. And what you would basically do is every time you'd be like Waluigi's team, let's say, you could pick someone off their team and have that be a way of building your team, kind of trying to build your own uh, 99 overall roster on Madden or something like that. So guys, I thought it'd be fun to get together. Actually, no, I got to take that back. This was Josh idea. hundred percent. He thought it'd be fun for us to get together, talk about these games and each game, we're going to steal one player off the Miami Dolphin, excuse me, off these other teams to join the Miami Dolphins guys, before we even get into this, is it safe to say quarterbacks? I mean, breaking news, adding Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, the Miami <laughs> Dolphins makes them better. Is that really where we want to go? Uh, that path we want to go down? Hey, no, this we're not we're not playing those those shallow type games over here. All right. You didn't tune into this podcast for just surface level stuff. We're digging deep, man. We're we're not taking quarterbacks. We're not taking quarterbacks. We believe in Tua. And, and we want to make this a little more fun. We want to get into the weeds here. So we're not giving you any of that surface level stuff. We're, we're ready to dig deep. Let, let's rock and roll. But is it safe to say if we were taking anybody, any quarterback, it probably would be Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> or Lamar Jackson. Or Josh I think I'd go Lamar Jackson, man. I, think, I, I, I love Lamar, but I think I have, it has to be Patrick Mahomes. Patty there, does have there, a I don't nice think there's a wrong answer. You got, you got two former MVPs and, and yeah. Either way, you'd be a lot more. You'd be a lot more than forty million over the cap if you uh, got any of those guys, right? Of the, we could touch on quarterback. It's not a Dolphins podcast without touching on quarterback. Of the quarterback still left playing, which quarterback would you keep Tua over? Are there any quarterbacks still playing that you are like, I'm, I'm rocking with Tua? I think there's one obvious answer, and the rest it's kind of up in the air. Purdy's the one that pops out that I think I'd go Tua over. Um, I think I'd go Tua over Jordan Love. And then Jared, you could have the debate with Jordan Love, especially being just his first year and how much you've seen from him. And then Jared Goff. Those are the three that kind of pop out that you could have conversations about. Now, was this an intention, intentional omission, or did you forget about Baker Mayfield? Do you take Baker <laughs> over Tua? <laughs> That's wicked funny. Yes, I completely <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I told, I told you guys, player profiler. They uh, have a comp every with all their players and coming to the league. Two his comp was Baker Mayfield. So um, incredible! Yeah, I think I think what C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you might take all of those guys over Tua, but um, I think I'd ride or die with Tua over the rest of them. But we'll see what happens. Right? We're not taking a yeah. quarterback though in this one. That was I just uh, Jordan what? Love looked really good last weekend. I'm not taking Jordan Tua Love based off of this one season. I'm not turning on Tua for Jordan Love. All right, sorry. I, 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 I can in. say, I can see what you're saying. No, you're saying Brian Flores was right. We get it. No, no, I'm just saying I might have turned into Brian Flores for a couple seconds. But yes, Tua's body of work is more impressive than Jordan Love's. But Jordan Love sat on the bench for the first three. I'll years. have egg on my face next season at this time. 
after oh. this conversation. Don't I bring this not. back up. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth here real quick. Um, there are two games with nine and a half point dogs, that being the Packers at the 49ers and Texans at the Ravens. Both of those teams, it's only their first year. I, I think we hear a lot of people, you know, kind of complaining on Twitter that, hey, the Houston Texans already passed the Miami Dolphins. And CJ Stroud looked awesome. This team looked awesome. But I think something that's super important as we watch Stroud develop, as we watch um, Jordan Love develop, teams are going to learn what they like to do and learn how to counter them. Sustainability is so important. So while it could be very true that the Houston Texans are already lapping the Miami Dolphins, that Jordan Love was a better choice than Tua, I don't know if we can really sit there and say it definitively if of one year. I mean, Adam Gase's first year as the Dolphins head coach, Joe Philbin's first year as the Dolphins head coach. I think there are so many things that happen throughout the NFL season. I just wanted to make that mental note as we get started here that Texans look good, Packers look good, but I mean, I got to see it more more frequently before we can kind of just go, woe is me, another feel bad about the Dolphins type of situation. Are you telling us to have some restraint, Jake? How Are you telling I? us to have some patience and see how things play out over a one, two, three, four-year sample size instead of making definitive statements based on one or two weeks of production? How dare you? That being said, nine and a half points, Texans, Ravens, that's too many points, man. I, I kind of like the Texans. How do you guys feel about that? I will say the last time the Texans went into the cold weather, they got murdered by the Jets, didn't they? Good point. So we'll see. I don't even know what to say to that. I'm just <laughs> pain, man. We're we're what? We didn't even get a week through this uh, painful loss. We all watched Hard Knocks. Um, anything we say cannot be used against us in a court of law, right? We can't. Um, <laughs> it's six days after the season ended. We're we're feeling a different kind of heartache right now than. Um, other years, to be honest. You, you know damn well in three months when this NFL draft is approaching, we're all going to be wearing those aqua-tinted glasses again and screaming. Everyone's going to have a quarterback prospect, right? Close. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're just on the rebound. We're going through the stages of grief right now, and it's a long offseason, so we have to take our time through each stage. Josh, what do you think? Who 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 you like it on uh, on Saturday? I should say Texans getting nine and a half. Do you think the yeah, Ravens I mean, I, two bye weeks? Nine, nine and a half is a lot of points, so I think I do lean towards the Texans, but I think the Ravens will win this game, right? I can't count out Lamar. I know you guys are both praising him. He's taking that next level this season as a passer. Um, yeah, I can't count out the Ravens, but Texans have looked pretty damn good, right? Is you there, want me to uh, snipe there, one of these guys? I was gonna say <laughs> who's who's a player in this game you guys would want to steal. Okay, yeah, I was going to turn full heel like Merrick suggested in our group chat, maybe me. I was even going to wear my left arm of God shirt and maybe take C.J. Stroud because of him being a young – yeah, just um, Lamar Jackson. I've been hyping him up for a while. I know Merrick and I had a conversation preseason um, about maybe trading for him if Tua didn't check box X, Y, and Z. And I got to be honest, in my opinion, he did check X, Y, and Z. So um, for me, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go with Roquan Smith. I don't know why my voice sounds like that. Six seasons with 100-plus tackles. 158 this season, five tackles for loss. We saw that one-handed interception against the Dolphins, so I still feel like we need that. Neck roll, Jerome Baker was decent, but I think Roquan Smith's a different level, so I would poach Roquan Smith. What do you guys think about that? It's so crazy because we just hear time and time again that, you know, off-ball linebackers aren't important in the NFL, and that we even heard, like, Roquan Smith wasn't the strongest as a, as a pass-defending linebacker, and then you see him go to Baltimore and just kind of fit right in with just that stellar stellar Ravens defense and I think as Dolphin fans we're kind of stuck at that crossroads of you know you could have had Roquan Smith you could have had Bradley Chubb both of them included new contracts but Bradley Chubb was a little more expensive uh 
I don't want to play that revolu- uh, that that revisionist history, but at the same time, I mean, having a stud middle linebacker is kind of what's been missing on this unit. Yeah, I like that you bring up that point, Jake. That's exactly where I was going to go. There was a time where Roquan Smith was available in trade and the Miami Dolphins were wheeling and dealing like nobody's business. And I remember, Josh, you were a huge proponent of the Dolphins sending whatever they needed to send to get Roquan Smith, and it didn't happen, and he went to Baltimore. And surprise, surprise, there's a standout linebacker in Baltimore. Who would have guessed? So he went to, to, to Linebacker City, Linebacker City USA, in Baltimore, Maryland, and he's thriving there in a, in a good defense under a good defensive coordinator and the Ravens are better for it. Now that's not to knock on Bradley Chubb. I think Bradley Chubb has done some great things in a Miami Dolphins uniform over his one and a half seasons with us, particular, particularly this past season when he was doing awesome up until his injury there against the Baltimore Ravens, unfortunately. Um, so I think both teams made out all right with their trades, the Ravens with Roquan and the Dolphins with Chubb. But if we had an opportunity to steal Roquan Smith from the Baltimore Ravens, I am on that train, Joshua. Uh, one thing to consider, I believe there's a little, I believe there's a little tension between Dolphins players and Roquan Smith. After that Ravens game, I, I read somewhere that there was a lot of like respect, uh, you know, being shown from the Dolphins towards the Ravens players. But the one player that that they were all kind of upset with was Roquan Smith. I, I I don't know if he was chirping a little bit or they felt like he was, you know, maybe delivering some dirty hits. I don't know, but I, I did read a rumor somewhere and, you know, you know, Twitter rumors, they're always true 100% every time uh, that, that the Dolphins players had a little bit of heat with Roquan Smith. So that might be a, a, a bad thing for the locker room in this fictitious scenario. Yeah. Now me too. Right. I said, I joked that we might take a quarterback in this situation. Now I'm, taking the guy who's now the Dolphins' biggest enemy. So, uh, Other other considerations. I was going to say, what about Laramie Tunsil? Or for the Ravens, <laughs> I was thinking, um, yeah, Laramie Tunsil coming back. For the Ravens, maybe even Mark Andrews. What do you think about yeah, him? Yeah, yes, I like that. I like I like a little Mark Andrews, obviously, tight end, a big, a big need for the Miami Dolphins. And Laramie Tunsil, just because, I mean, Dolphins legend. Laramie Tunsil, you get him back there, maybe uh, Teron Armstead retires. You got a nice young left tackle for years to come. Packers, nine and a half point favorites at the 49ers. And gentlemen, just to kind of continue that conversation, what position, if the Miami Dolphins instantly could, you know, let's just, I'm going to use Madden just for the sake of the conversation. Let's say they have a 78 at any position on the offense. And during this offseason, they can improve one of those 78s, let's say to like a 87, but only at one position. Which position do you feel like that would be needed for the Miami Dolphins to improve the most? Does that kind of make sense what I'm asking? Sure. And I think you got a couple maybe obvious answers. One being the tight end room. I think if you look at the weakest spot on that Dolphins offense, it's probably the tight end room. You know, Durham Smythe, serviceable dude. Um, didn't really have any breakout performances this year. The Dolphins got lucky in getting an undrafted rookie free agent, Jem Julian Hill, as more of a blocking type. And he's done well in that regard, but maybe limited as a pass catcher. We need somebody who does everything and uh, that's that's kind of my argument for one of the guys that i'm poaching not in this game that you're talking about packers niners so i'll I'll reserve my selection until we get to one of these other games here but i think for me my answer if i can upgrade one position immediately it's that tight end position i was gonna say center right with the situation we're in connor williams being out i mean liam eikenberg if we're going based on madden and maybe 
he's probably what like a 69 70 nice. he's probably in the low <laughs> seven i don't even i didn't even try that one so i know it just fits position. so well I'd, I'd probably go at the center position so that'd be my answer but if we're going based off this game the first person i thought of poaching was christian mccaffrey and that's based off how great our running back room is he's just a guy that i have a man crush on admittedly i don't I, I talk a lot about the Dolphins. I talk a lot about football. I still can't understand why Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill wasn't enough uh, for this offense to score more than seven points. But boys, why don't the Dolphins just add Debo Samuel as their Debo Samuel? Couldn't that basically fix this offense? Uh, looking at what he did for the 49ers offense, uh, 60 receptions on 89 targets, 892 yards, seven touchdowns throughout 15 games. I think the 49ers had a little stretch there where three or four of their playmakers were out and you kind of just saw them hit a rough patch. Um, he also included 37 rush attempts for 225 yards. Uh, in total, 732 snaps. 47 of them were in the backfield, so there were 10 times he lined up in the backfield, didn't get it. Um, in line, like you see Tyree Kill when he would kind of squat behind an offensive lineman, he did that nine times in the slot, 189 outside, 463 snaps. And guys, I mean, outside of the fact that he's just an awesome playmaker that's lining up all over the field, the Dolphins just couldn't bully defenses. Like whether it was uh, a weak cornerback, a weak linebacker, the Dolphins just couldn't take advantage of maybe weak spots on defenses. They could take advantage of weak schemes and weak opponents. Uh, but once there were situations you had to isolate coverage one-on-one, you saw Tyree Kill kind of get snuffed to the ground. I, I stick with my point. I don't know why Jalen Waddle wasn't more involved, but this would be one way to kind of point, throw the ball to Debo, problem solved. Yeah, I really like that. I really like the idea that this offense does need another pass catching weapon or even just a weapon in general. And that's kind of what Debo is. He can line up in the backfield. He can take carries. He can take end arounds. He can just take a, a straight up run up the gut. You know, he's been known to take wildcat snaps and he is a red zone weapon above all else because this Dolphins offense doesn't have that. This Dolphins offense doesn't have the red zone guy, the go-to guy. And that's when you see us getting frustrated because Mike McDaniel keeps calling fades to five foot 10 receivers. And we're like, what are you doing dog? Well, you could throw a fade to Debo, and he's a 50-50 dude that can go up there. Or you can just hand the ball off to him and, and watch him power his way into the end zone. So I really do like the idea that if you're looking for Miami's version of Debo Samuel in this exercise, why not just add Debo Samuel? Yeah, inject that in my veins. Who who would you cover then? Who Imagine all the different motions and things like that. I was going to joke, that was Eric Ezekoma before he got hurt, right? I mean, he looked like he was having that role, at least in preseason, so... Dude, you add Debo to this in Madden. I mean, you're probably uh, 95 overall or something like that offensively. I mean, uh, if we're having these same doubts, I guess, or questions and, you know, getting exit in the wild card round with the Debo Samuel in this offense, I mean, then we just drop the nuke, right? I mean, my God, then, then I don't know what else we would need at that point. The 49ers have so many options to poach as well. What a loaded team. You know, you mentioned Christian McCaffrey, Josh. Uh, Jake, obviously, you've been talking about Debo. Uh, selfishly, I would love to see George Kittle in a in a in a Dolphins uniform. Do you, you know? think he'd help make the offense run cleaner than a, a Debo Samuel? I mean, part of the debate too was just availability. I know Kittle sometimes struggles with injuries, so I, that was part of it. But I, I do wonder if just having someone like Kittle, knowing that he can play eighty percent of snaps in the season, 
the numbers might not look better, but I think the offense will look a lot cleaner too, if that even makes sense too. Yeah. And he's such a threat in just every way, right? Like, like Kittle is a pass catching tight end, but he's also an inline blocking tight end. You can line him up in the slot. You can line him up out wide. He can play anywhere uh, on an offensive front and he's so unselfish in every way. If you ask him to block, 45 times a game, he's going to do it with a smile on his face. And he's a great locker room guy. He's a great energy guy. You know, you just, you, you can't help when you're around him. You just, you're just a happier individual. You're just a, you're just a happy dude. And, and, you know, again, selfishly, a real life friend of mine, George is the best. And if I could get a Kittle jersey, you know, number 85, or I think that's Craycraft's number. So maybe he goes back to his college number of 46, which is, weird but you know i'd love to, i'd love to have it in in my closet so yeah i was gonna put it into pokemon terms right durham smice probably like a squirtle and uh um kittle would almost be a blastoise right i mean he can block like julian nobody hill else he, yeah julian hill julian okay that's that's fair julian hill war turtle and then okay yeah okay i'll shut up <laughs> and then you got durham smith as your war turtle and then uh then you got blastoise is that yeah that, that's interesting uh Nine and a half points, though. The the thing that you always got to keep in mind in playoff games is if it's like a 14-point game like late in the second quarter, is an offense going to get a little antsy and maybe go for it in their own side of the uh, field, maybe their own 30 or something, and then they get stuffed and then things kind of spin out of control? So that's kind of where the big spreads come into play here. But, man, Packers getting nine and a half after what they just did to uh, the Cowboys, I, I think you got to go with the Packers just – for their ability to keep it close. Does that speak less about the 49ers and more about the Cowboys though? Like is Vegas going Cowboys were frauds, ultimate frauds. I mean, we beat them in the fraud bowl. That's so true. like, yeah, man, Cowboys. Woof. Fred Warner. That's another name, right? We could poach him as a There's linebacker. There's so many from... names. San sorry, Francisco. So good. Such a complete roster. Man, good on you. And we didn't good even take you. their quarterback. Who's what? Like ranked like number one in all like, nerd stats and things like that and they did all this while <laughs> while giving us this huge war chest for trading for trey lance all in the middle of this oh by the way that kind of just goes to show what you know having a quarterback can do just hey this is trey lance's guy. status sorry he's coming home this uh mike mcdaniel prizes eye on him as a back i'm just i'm just kidding <laughs> he, he wears a visor has a laser arm mobility i'm just I'm Dude, I'm I'm listening. Don't even don't stop. Go, come on, keep this going. If you, you want to talk about throwing quarterback darts, and if Trey Lance is going to be available this offseason, he's on the Dallas Cowboys right now. That is like a that's like that's a great idea. As a backup, why would you not? I think he sticks around in Dallas. I think what's he's going into what his third year, fourth year even. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what his contract is. I just uh, was joking that me and Mike McDaniel had his eye on him when he were there. Um, and Mormon Holmes, right? Zach Wilson's got – I'm just – I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so we mentioned the Niners. Anybody you're poaching off the Packers for this one, guys? Anybody you feel like could would be an upgrade for the Dolphins? They got a couple young rookie tight ends in Luke Musgrave and, and Tucker Craft that look pretty decent. Young receivers Tucker are Kraft, looking all right. That, that was our – Tucker Craft, we had our eye on him. Remember pre-draft? I think we all had a crush on him. We sure did. But, you know, you had to get that Cam Smith pick in. It was vital to the success of this defense. Just had three touchdowns against the Cowboys. That's a, it's just a difference maker at the running back position. I'll tell you a guy I want. I want Zach Tom, offensive lineman. He plays right tackle, 
for the Green Bay Packers, but he's also a really solid center. He can play every position on an offensive line. Uh, very versatile. Some guy, I, I, I was literally banging the table for him um, when he was in the draft. I thought he'd be great for the Miami Dolphins, and obviously they weren't able to pick him up. And sure enough, he's gone to Green Bay and, and turned out to be one of the better young offensive linemen in this league. So if the Dolphins could get him. Oh. The fun thing about Zach Tom is that if you go to the Finsider, somebody wrote a story about how Jack Austin Jackson allowed the second lowest pressure rate among right tackles. He was at 6%. Zach Tom actually ranked number one at 5%. Merrick disappeared on us, but Joshua, who you like, Packers, 49ers? Packers getting that nine and a half? I mean, this feels like the same thing, right? Like, I feel like the Packers could uh, beat the spread, but I still feel like you have to take the 49ers just because of how – They've looked. I was going to throw out Jerry Alexander as a guy, cornerback, right, for the Packers, sniping him and putting him alongside Jalen Ramsey. But I think I'll take the 49ers in this one. What do you think, man? I just feel like Kyle Shanahan. This is going to be a battle, though. I feel like all these games are going to be fun. I think that's why it's fun to talk about it. And then I just wish we it could really do this, right, like snipe a player from. Like they brought back NFL Street and they made this like a game mode. Like, yeah, we just gave you a brilliant idea that you could have taken for us. Packers, Texans, I think I'd take both of those teams with the points there. Moving on, I can't believe I skipped over Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers playing in Detroit at the Lions. Buccaneers, six and a half point dogs on the road. Feels good. Feels good to see Dan Campbell do his thing and really succeed. It was very cool being there in 2015 when he was uh, taking over as interim coach for the Miami Dolphins, seeing that passion, seeing that energy and everything kind of come together as coach the Miami Dolphins. But uh, Merrick, welcome back. We are now on to your Buccaneers in Detroit. Yeah, I don't know what happened. My internet just went out. I mean, there's four feet of snow on the ground and the plows are out, so they probably sliced some sort of cable. So I'm on my uh, cell phone connection here. So if I sound funky or or uh, look funkier than normal, then, then so be it. So uh, uh, a game I want to talk about, Lions-Bucks, man, Lions-Bucks. And a player that uh, I was a big fan of coming into this past year's NFL draft is tight end Sam Laporta, um, former Iowa Hawkeye. So he's, he's, he's got that near and dear to my heart. But, I mean, he turned out to be an absolute stud this year. Uh, I believe – he ended up being the number one scoring tight end in, in fantasy this season in, in a PPR format. Ended up catching 10 touchdowns on the year, uh, 80 receptions, 80-plus 80 receptions, uh, almost 1,000 yards, a little over 800 yards there, and just uh, a player that's kind of in that George Kittle mode. Like he can, he can go out there, he can line up anywhere on the field, and he can catch these balls, but he can also block his ass off. And, and he was a key cog in a potent – rushing attack for the Detroit Lions this year you know he he was not known as an all-world blocker coming into the league but when you have a head coach man Campbell out there former former tight end he wasn't going to settle for anything less than 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 stellar blocking from his tight end so Laporta turned out to be a great blocker here at the National Football League level great pass catcher and literally going to be a stud for the Lions for years to come. And another reason I really like Sam Laporta is he suffered a, a knee injury the final week of the regular season. And you saw everyone saying, oh, he's he's going to miss the playoffs. There's no way he's coming back. He didn't even miss the wild card round of the playoffs. He put a brace on that thing. He suited up. He went out there and played and played well. Caught a touchdown, I believe. So Sam Laporta, you're, get, you're getting to leave 
Detroit, Michigan, you get to come down to sunny Miami, Florida, and you are now the latest Miami Dolphin if I get my way. I think that just a we're reaching a, a phase where you're taking tight ends earlier in the draft. And I think you kind of got to be comfortable with it. I think there are all those fears about how long it takes for these guys to develop and things like that. But man, I mean, if you're talking about the quickest way to improve the Miami dolphins, adding someone like Sam Laporta or something like that in the draft and first or second round, I, you can't beat that. No, absolutely. It's just, just a stud player. How do you feel about Sam Laporta, Josh? We were all kind of hyped on him, right? And a lot of the mock drafts had him going to Miami, and I think he's already kind of exceeded some of those pre-draft expectations, which is absolutely wild since it's only one season, right? Um, looking at this game, I'm sitting here a little bit pained because Todd Bowles, former Dolphins coach, Dan Gamble, former Dolphins coach, interim coaches, right? But one of those guys got two playoff wins before the Dolphins have, what, had one? <laughs> it's just painful. I'm sorry. Spin out control here. This season alone. And that just kind of speaks volumes. Was there anybody else in this game? I, I kind of like what Jameer Gibbs has done with the Lions. Uh, CD Deuce is another option if you wanted to go the defensive end, get a real thumper at the safety position. For the Buccaneers, I mean, if I could have my way and get one present under the tree during the holiday season, Mike Evans. I think that'd be the one guy I'd love to see in this Dolphins offense. This is that this is your offseason agenda right here, Jake, until something happens and until he signs an extension with with Tampa Bay or or uh, signs elsewhere. You are going to be on that Mike Evans to Miami train. And, you know, if there's a way to make it happen again, I'm not a cap expert, but if there's a way to make it happen, I'm all for it, too, because the Dolphins need to prioritize getting some bigger bodies on that offense, right? I believe we're not the first to say it, but, you know, it's been talked about ad nauseum this week about how specific this Miami Dolphins offense is and how there are players who are all pros in certain areas of of playing their positions, right? Like Tyreek Hill is the fastest wide receiver in the NFL and nobody's taking that away from him. But Tyreek Hill is five foot ten. Tyreek Hill's listed at five foot ten, which means Tyreek Hill is five foot nine and a quarter. You know, so Tyreek Hill is not a big body dude. He's not a major red zone threat. And this offense, you saw that they struggled when they got down into the red zone later on in in the season. You know, Jalen Waddle again, speedster, very good uh, at, at creating separation. Not a big body guy. So if you can get a third pass catcher in this offense that can create separation um, or at least go up and get those 50-50 balls, especially in the red zone, then that's going to help everybody else out immensely. It's why I keep looking at tight ends as well because, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be a third wide receiver that does that. It could just be a big body tight end who can get you those touchdowns in the red zone. But if Mike Evans is available and somehow the Dolphins can afford it, I, I don't know how it happens, but I'm all for that too, Jake. It's not a bad agenda to push. Yeah, and if we're on pipe dreams, Amon Ron St. Brown, I think I might have butchered that. Um, there's another receiver that, I mean, if you could poach somebody, I mean, pipe dream, Matt and ultimate team, you might go him. Aiden Hutchinson, a pass rusher, you know, young. 
already looks like he's in the elite company, but the name that first stuck out for me on Tampa Bay's roster was Vita Vey, right? A nose tackle, big body. Don't go back and read my tweets pre-draft. I think I did the Homer Simpson uh, chalk on the wall, like do not take Vita Vey at whatever spot. I think that might have been near the Dolphins, so Christian Wilkins, don't quote me on that, but um, I'd probably poach Vita Vey, and then there's also Antonio Winfield Jr. I think everyone on Dolphins Twitter wanted him at safety. can come down and play in the slot, so – you know, if we're going pipe dream, I just named half their rosters, but those are some other names to throw out there. Three, a third big spread, six and a half points. Buccaneers in Detroit. Who do you guys like? I, I too. I mean, it's been fun to see Baker fight. I, I think late in the game, they can do enough to keep it close unless, you know, the Lions can kind of punch and create some turnovers because that defense can be a, a little bit of Swiss cheese at times. Yeah, I agree. And in fact, I'm going to take bucks on the money line here. I think we got an upset brew in, in Detroit based on the fact, like you just talked about, uh, that that Lions defense can be a little suspect. They play a lot of man coverage, and the Buccaneers wide receivers eat and feast against man coverage. So I think this is a big Mike Evans game, which, you know, just could force them out of our price range. Finally, this is the game that does it, Jake, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and predict a Buccaneers victory against the Lions this weekend. And the Buccaneers are the underdogs, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I'd probably take the, the Buccaneers with the spread. But I think, again, I got to go with the Lions. If a dude, Dan Campbell, came out and said straight up, he'd bite a dude's ankles, right? I mean, that has to trickle down to this team. So, um, even though, Jared, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I'll pick the Lions. I think they're. They're playing with uh, house money, and they're just going to keep this thing going. At least I hope. But Baker Mayfield, that is a good feel-good story. It really is. The season ends, or excuse me, the weekend ends with Patrick Mahomes playing his first ever road playoff game. Super Bowls don't count. Uh, Chiefs, two-and-a-half-point dogs in Buffalo against the Bills. Uh, guys, these are two teams that beat the Miami Dolphins to end the season. This, These are two teams that are often pushing deep into the playoffs you see the similarities. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. Two great quarterbacks. You have some solid tight ends on both sides. Maybe one big defensive tackle that can truly anchor your defense. You kind of start putting the checklist together of what this team needs to really compete year after year. Yeah, a lot of great players on both teams. Um, you know, we, we talked about it at the beginning. We're not taking quarterbacks, so we got to leave Patty Mahomes and Josh Allen out of this. As far as who wins that game, I really do think it's a toss-up. You like that the Bills are at home. Um, the inclement weather might work better for the Bills, although we saw the Chiefs play a nice, solid game against us last weekend, unfortunately. Um, and you do wonder if maybe Josh Allen tries to play a little too much hero ball in the weather and tries to fire it in there into windows that, that maybe he shouldn't be trying to – fire it into when the temperatures are that cold and they got all that snow that's coming their way again in Buffalo. Why is there an NFL team in Buffalo? That just should not happen. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, it, it really could go either way, but I'll tell you what, I'll give you a name that I'm going to poach that may be a little bit off the radar uh, from some of these more obvious selections here that you were alluding to. And that's linebacker Terrell Bernard from the Buffalo Bills, uh, a second-year player drafted in the third round in the 2022 NFL Draft, playing behind Terrell Edmonds, or Tremaine Edmonds, excuse me. His name's um, not Channing Tindall? <laughs> no. Yeah, unfortunately not. 
but but uh, he got his opportunity to start for the Buffalo Bills this year, and a lot of Dolphins fans were thinking, oh, hey, oh, that, that's going to be a, a weakness for the Bills. We're going to be able to uh, exploit that. Nope, sorry, nope, because things don't work the Dolphins way things work every other team's way so of course Terrell Bernard ended up being a stud ended up with uh three interceptions on the year fumble three fumble recoveries on the year six and a half sacks on the year uh I I don't have the stats in front of me because they're on my phone but I had to switch to my phone when my internet went out but like 140 something tackles just just a great player now he's a little banged up for this game he may not actually even play against the Chiefs but as far as his body of work for this entire season, he looks like a, a bright, young, inexpensive option at the linebacker position. And it's looking like the Dolphins could get a little bit, could use uh, somebody who could make them a little bit better in that unit. And they also need to get cheaper kind of everywhere. So if you could take somebody like a Jerome Baker and say, hey, we appreciate your effort this year, but we're going to need to save some salary. Let's send you pack in and replace them with a cheaper option like Terrell Bernard. That's not something that I would uh, be opposed to. Linebacker is a definitely an interesting one because it seems like for the last 10 years, the Miami Dolphins really haven't been able to put it together. I mean, they had it. They had it with Carlos Danzi and Kev- Kevin Burnett, but threw that right away. Uh, I wonder which defense do you think is in a better spot right now, the Chiefs or the Bills? That might decide the game. I wonder if the Chiefs can do just enough to slow down uh, Josh Allen. Famous last words of the Dolphin fans. We certainly know that. Uh, But, man, I look at these two teams, the offenses – they have a couple playmakers they can kind of rely on, but but generally speaking, they, they struggle at times. There's some inefficiencies, and they make up with that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And then the other side, I mean, the Bills just have had so many injuries to that unit throughout the year, while the Chiefs, I think they're that, that defense looked exactly the same as it did in Germany, and that just kind of – I was super jealous. Yeah, and, and I really do think, you know, whoever wins this weekend is going to come down to what version of Josh Allen do you get. Like this – this man is Jekyll and Hyde against every team not named the Dolphins because he always just tears us up. And then we even actually had a great opportunity in week 18 uh, forcing multiple turnovers and then still couldn't get it done because, hey, that's how the Dolphins work, unfortunately. But what version of Josh Allen shows up this weekend? Is is, is it the the Josh Allen that uses, uses his legs, a little more conservative, doesn't turn the ball over, or is it the gunslinging Josh Allen who – you know, throws the ball 50 yards into triple coverage and uh, the ball gets picked off in the end zone by, by who was, was that Brandon Jones took it in week 18 on, on that play. We got a Brandon Jones and an Eli Apple interception of Josh Allen in week 18. That's how lucky the dolphins got those two bums. And I hate to do that. <laughs> those two guys got interceptions and we still couldn't win that game. But yeah, what, what version of Josh Allen are we getting this weekend? I hope we get the the hero ball Josh Allen who throws multiple interceptions and fumbles because I got asked yesterday who you know now that the Dolphins are out who do you hope wins the Super Bowl and my answer was anyone but the Bills because I don't want to listen to that fan base drag us through the mud for an entire offseason because no matter what when they start talking crap all we have to do is hold up four fingers and say how many Super Bowls did you lose in a row And then we can put those fingers down and say, how many Super Bowls have you won in your entire existence as a franchise? Okay, shut up. So anyone but the Bills. 
I'm with you. Anybody but the Bills, but I mean, I'm looking at this game and my gut just tells me deep down that the Bills are going to find a way to win this one. I think Patrick Mahomes is, again, the greatest quarterback I ever laid eyes on. I'm sorry, Dan Marino. Um, maybe I'll cut that out, beep it out, whatever. I'm just, just kidding. I'm not going to do that. But um, Steve Spagnuolo's defense is no joke, but I just feel like the Bills, you know, they've strung together a bunch of wins. This is their time, I feel like, at least against the Chiefs, and I feel like they'll find a way to win this one. You asked what Josh Allen's going to show up. Definitely Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Again, I don't know my voice is doing this. If I had to pick somebody, um, Buffalo Bills defense, Matt Milano, I'd probably bring him in. I already turned full heel, so why not bring his evil ass to Miami in the middle of that defense? And then if I had to pick someone from the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, man. Taylor Swift's boyfriend. I mean, let's be honest. We're talking about Laporta. Some of these other guys we could add. Travis Kelsey's the creme de la creme. At this point, I mean, he had those drops. No, I completely agree. It, no matter what, I think Travis Kelsey is just its a nice way to reset the offense, knowing that you can kind of just throw it at someone's gut and it'll be there eight yards down the field. Gentlemen, this is a lot of fun. I, I think we're really starting to kind of focus in that the Dolphins, that one piece, you know, they, they could go center, they could improve the offensive line, but I think they're going to need to throw a lot at that offensive line and figure out some different things. Teron Armstead's talking about retiring. What's Isaiah Wynn's deal? Connor Williams as well. I, I think finding that one that, that third playmaker, whether it's that tight end that can do a little blocking or that third wide receiver, I, I think that's where we're going to start to try to focus in and find that uh, – I'll even say it, Mr. Right for the Miami Dolphins. But guys, this was a uh, this was a lot of fun to do. Give me, let's go around real quick. One team you're most confident that's going to win this weekend. Most confident that we're going that's going to win this weekend. That's really tough. A lot of good games. Uh, I'll pick the. I'll go with the easiest answer, and I'll pick Ravens over Texans. Darn you, um, Mimsy, <laughs> Mimsy. Can I do 49ers? Is that going to screw you up, Jake? I'll go 49ers. We're talking about winning, right? I ain't going against those spreads, man. You heard me say that. Did, did everybody pick uh, Bills and Chiefs, or did everyone pick Jake? Did you guys pick who you thought I, was going to win? I like win? the Chiefs. I don't want to be a hater. I, I'm really not – I mean, I hate I, going against Josh Allen twice a year because he's actually a really fun dude to root for and a lot of fun to watch. But but I think that Chiefs, the, the, the defense does just enough, and, and that's to say that both quarterbacks are going to do a lot of these games. Yeah, I'll go Chiefs in that one, too. I'm going to speak with my heart on this one. See, I did make a New Year's resolution. I was going to try to be less of a homer. So that's the only reason I'm picking the Bills, because I just woke up and just felt like, damn, the Bills are going to beat the Chiefs this week. So I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope, hoping we're sitting here laughing at the Bills. Ha-ha, you guys lost. Um, but we'll see, right? Great games this weekend. Just enjoy them. Wish we were playing, though. That is it. That is all the time we have on today's episode of another dolphins podcast thank you all so much for joining us hope you have a wonderful weekend and until next time stay warm fins up fins up huh?